toleration be the love before pride and exaltation be the love be the love you are listening to be the love to awaken our souls we are souls on the journey and our mission is to awaken all humans to a higher state of consciousness and live vibrantly as spiritual beings We are here to open up the conversation to heal, awaken, and connect ourselves and the planet to a higher vibration of love frequency. I am Stacey Musial. And I am Brenda Carey. And we are your co-hosts at Be The Love Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and ascending with us. It starts with you. Everything you need is within you. This is your time. This is Adrienne Elise of the Supernova Soul Tribe. This is Nicholas David Mann. Namaste. My name is Nistella Joy Davy. This is Ron Interpreter, and you're listening to Be the Love Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Be the Love to Awaken Our Souls. Thank you so much again for tuning in this week. I'm Stacey Musial. And I am Brenda Carey with our special guest, Sarah V. We are your co-hosts and souls on the journey, and we are on a mission to raise the consciousness of humans and the planet, and we need your help. Please spread the word to your family and friends and join us every week. Consider becoming a Patreon supporter or a sponsor to help with the operating costs like editing and the many hours we spend creating these shows with quality guests and content. And if you have resonated with our mission, support us in a way that raises your vibration to love. And if it feels safe for you, I'd like to begin by inviting you to get centered with us. I'd like to begin by inviting you to take a beautiful cleansing breath in through your nose and out through your mouth, releasing anything that is keeping you from being present. And take another deep breath in through your nose, breathing in calm, peaceful, loving energy and breathing out anything you are ready to release in this now moment. And take one more breath in through your nose, breathing in light and love for yourself. And imagine breathing that light and love and send it back to all of humanity, remembering that you always, always have your breath to come back to. If you haven't heard, we at Be The Love Podcast are so excited to announce the Awaken Your Soul Costa Rica Retreat on November 6th through the 12th, 2023 at the Magical Sunshine Sanctuary, a jungle boutique in the Montezuma Bay area. Our women's spiritual retreat is designed to raise your vibration with yoga, meditation, cacao ceremony, ecstatic dance, sound healing, a deep dive soul journey with ocean energy and authentic Costa Rican cuisine. We would absolutely love to have you join us in this beautiful location and experience. This is an intimate group setting with very limited availability. Check out the webpage with details and registration in our show notes. Register now for early bird pricing through May 1st, and we can't wait to connect with you. Our guest today is Sarah V, a best-selling author, energy facilitator, and manifesting guide. She helps women in the next chapter of their lives to shift their inner energy and let go of ancestral patterns so that they can be manifesting magnets. Thank you so much for being here with us today, Sarah. Oh my gosh. You know, I always listen to that and, you know, it it definitely resonates with me, but thank you so much for having me. And I I love all the, the whole introduction, the meditation and everything. So thank you. Oh, you are so welcome. Um, well, let's start off by having you tell us about your journey and what has led you down this spiritual path. You know, thank you for that. And yeah, it, you know, kind of in a nutshell, um, you know, I was a woman who for the majority of her life never felt in alignment. You know, there was, a, there was something that was always felt off. I was a, um, I was a lucky enough mother of four children to stay at home and raise my children. Very, you know, happy with that. But there was always something that I could not understand 
you know, why I felt so uncomfortable in my own skin. So it kind of led me to the journey of understanding about, um, you know, be, becoming a cycle breaker of, you know, ancestral patterns. You know, it, it's, I didn't know that I was studying it back then, but that's what, you know, got me to where I am now. Um, and, you know, I've now, after so many years, I mean, the, this healing process never ends, but I feel like I'm in this, this place where everything makes sense. I feel clear. I don't feel like I'm in that kind of fog anymore. Um, I, I be, have manifested, you know, this incredibly abundant life and I feel, you know, really in connection with, with myself, you know, I think that's kind of what we're, you know, all searching for in a way. And, um, you know, I am, I'm, I'm going to be turning, well, I, I, I'm going to be call, turning, I call it sexy this year. And, you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I 50, love I'm, I'm 50 fine now and turning 60 in August. And, and I feel finally that I am living the, this, not that I didn't love, you know, raising my children, but I feel so empowered, so abundant. I'm doing all the things um, without any fear. And I feel completely in alignment with myself. Finally. <laughs> mm, what a beautiful journey because yeah, like when you're not living in alignment and you can feel that something is off, it's really disheartening. It, it's, it's hard. It's because you want to get on that path and then there's, you know, trying to find that piece that might be missing. And, and so I'm wondering, you know, what led you into, or how did you discover the ancestral piece? Because I think that's such a key component for, for healing and being able to mm. shift some of these generational patterns. And, yeah. you know, how did you come to that place? Well, you know, because I've, I've always been into meditation. I have trained with many energy facilitators. You know, I never call myself a healer because I just don't believe that, you know, a, an individual can heal somebody else. I can facilitate the energy and show the energy of what perhaps is stuck, but I just don't believe, you know, that, that I can actually heal it. The power is in the person that is being healed. Um, but I studied with, um, you know, an energy healer or, you know, this person um, out in California. And I just started to unravel some of the language that I kept telling myself. And I'm like, mm. I don't really believe that, but where did it come from? Mm. Like, where did it, where did it arise? And we, we know that our um, thoughts you know, create the emotions that we hold in our body, which creates the energy that we store in our seven energy centers. And I just started to really get quiet enough to understand what um, the stories I kept telling myself over and over again. And I kept thinking, you know, I don't really believe these. So where did they come from? And that kind of led me to understanding and reading. I, I think that it, perhaps it was a an article that that came into my my vortex um and i just started reading it and it just suddenly clicked mm. and this is what happened with with my book i wish i'd known that there's chapter two was all about um you know the epigenetics of ancestral patterns where they come from how we hold three generations of unhealed pain and trauma mm -hmm. in our DNA, we can actually be holding it from, you know, attached to our mothers in the womb. And, you know, I'm like, you know, this is all making so much sense. And then I kind of go back to, you know, understanding my, where my mother was coming from. And I had so many of her beliefs. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, I just started to understand that they didn't, they did not belong to us to me. Mm -hmm. And what I, what I revealed working with a lot of, um, I call them my no matter what women, um, mm -hmm. is that they had similar um, characteristics. And we start, we start peeling back the layers and realize that half, I mean, the majority of us, you know, don't even believe in half the things that we're thinking about mm -hmm. or that we've identified with. Oh. Yeah, that 
all of what you just mentioned resonated so deeply with me when I think about, you said three generations past. And, you know, for yes. me personally, I think of the abuse, uh, especially on my women, on the women's side that yeah. they endured for generation after generation. And to mm-hmm. break that cycle can be, can be really challenging because I have two daughters, you know, mm-hmm. and my wish for them is not to continue some of that abusive past um, yes. that has gone on. So I, I think, and I know I'm not the only one. So I know our listeners will really resonate with your book, especially. Please tell us about this yeah. new book. Um, you said it's "I Wish I'd Known: um, Ten yes. Ways to Break Ancestral Patterns, Free Yourself from the Past, and Manifest Your Dreams." I love that yes. title. Yeah. So I wish I known. You know, how many of us think like, "Oh my God, I wish I had known that." I wish I had known that these stories didn't belong to me. And, Mm. you know, this was, this was, this was my, actually my second book. My first book was let your inner golden sparkle shine. And it's a, it's an international award-winning lovely little children's book about teaching children to really believe in themselves. And it's, it's actually when I, when I healed my inner child, um, it was kind of a celebration. And I wrote this little book with the character is actually, um, me as a six-year-old and I wish it was kind of like I wish I had known or what that little girl wishes that she Mm wished she had known Mm -hmm. that the the majority of this pain and trauma energy does not belong to us so I wish I'd known is my memoir it's kind of my my whole you know juicy there's some pretty juicy stories in there of how you know what doesn't belong to us kind of evolves into who we think we are what kind of relationships that we connect with, um, what we allow ourselves to experience in life, you know, our worthiness, it has everything to do with it. And I, and I kind of call it the, the seed, the seed or the root. I just did a, a, a talk at a, a big um, ex- expo and um, the, the expo, I did a, a speech in, you know, in front of many people um, and it was talking about your, um, your childhood roots create your adulthood fruits. So when we're children, we root into, or we seed into the root, which then produces what we allow ourselves to create um, as an adult. And, you know, my seeds were all created by the stories that I used to tell myself that my mother used to that, that, you know, I, I attracted from my mother's pain and trauma that she wasn't um, willing to, to heal herself. So the patterns continue, but I feel like there's always one in the family who is the one that breaks that, that kind of energetic cord to the past, the one that's Mm. aware, the one that is quieted in their minds. So my, my book is all about those 10 ways to help you to release that energy um, that we all hold. And every single one of us has had some sort of pain and trauma in our lives. You can tell us that we've had a perfect childhood. I, my, I call him my husband, but my husband um, always used to tell me he had a perfect childhood and he, didn't ha- he wasn't the one that had the issues, it was me. <laughs> I'm like, without mothering, without mother. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so every single one of us has had some sort of pain and trauma because trauma is all about the interpretation of a child, you know, to, you know, we look back on what happened to us as an adult, but as the child is interpreting what is happening, it's completely different. And, the, and the, that interpretation becomes our, you know, adulthood energy. Mm. Yes, absolutely. I, I, I love what you said about the, you know, there's that one person in every family that is there to break those patterns because I've seen that in my own work as well. And, you know, and, and I'm wondering, you know, one in your experience is it, you know, for me, it, it tends to be that person that feels maybe like an outsider, like they don't quite belong in the family. Um, they're, you know, but they're, they're there to shed light and maybe plant seeds and they've have they've like, you know, develop themselves a little bit, maybe um, on a different consciousness level, not better or worse, but just like their consciousness level might be a little different than where their families 
vibrating at at that time. Um, is 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 that true in your experience, or how, what have you seen as far as that person? Because I think there's a lot of people that feel that they might not belong in their families. So I I I love this question because I really felt like you know, and I don't want to call it like the black sheep of the family because I think that kind of has a negative low vibration to it. But I always felt different because I was the one that was always in tune with her emotions. Um, my mother was, bless her soul, was English. And the English have a very, you know, different way of expressing emotions. If the, I think it's kind of the lack of um, expressing any emotions, you know, the way in my, in my book, I talk about, you know, the way we healed in our family was we drank a lot, of, you know, oh, do have a cup of tea. You know, that was how we, we kind of healed ourselves. <laughs> and I just didn't fit in, like, I didn't know how to do that. I was very expressive. I was very emotional. And I was the one that kind of was in a way, you know, the emotional glue in the family. My mother didn't want to have anything to do with feeling emotions. Neither did. Yeah. I was the only one that really did. And I was willing to feel things and I, it was just not right. And then I, I marry somebody who has exactly the same patterns as my mother did. Cause I thought that's what, what I wanted. So I attracted um, the same type of person who was unavailable to emotional um, you know, feelings. So I think with your question, you know, is I think that there always is somebody who's willing and braver to feel things um, that perhaps the, the rest of their family, you know, wouldn't feel. Does that, does that answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. And it sounds like really stepping into that, you know, and recognizing that part, because I think there is, you know, when someone feels like they don't belong, it's, you know, about raising maybe their vibration, doing their healing work, because then they're able to plant seeds. I know that's the the case yeah. for me and my family. I feel like I'm that person. And I've, as I've been doing the healing work, I've been shifting my energy and I can come into my family and start planting these seeds. And, and now people right. are starting to actually listen to me because I'm yes. at a different vibration than I was maybe when I was still bonded into the family, yes. trying to find that place where I belong. Love that. Yes, I love that because when, you know, so many of my no matter what women um, that work with me, they will, they will say, well, you know, so, you know, this family member you know, never is, you know, driving me crazy and she's so angry and I just want to know how to change her. But mm. where the, as you know, where the change begins is within yourself. Mm -hmm. And I've always said your inner energy is your magnet to the universe. Like if you're, if you think um, that you're going to change anybody else, you are, you know, you're in for a long, long ride because it's never going to happen. Mm -hmm. And the moment you change your, it, it is fascinating to me that the moment you change your own inner energy is the moment you attract new people, people. I mean, I, I had a lot of resistance from my own family when I started, you know, really getting deep into this work because, you know, I was accused of abandoning the family and then I wasn't, you know, I was never there for them, but I really was, but I was putting myself first and they weren't used to that. But when I started to shift, my children shifted, you know, the people that I attracted, um, you know, into my life, family and friends started to shift. So it starts with everybody shifting their inner energy so that you can attract what you want. You can't do it from the from the outside in, you do it from the inside out. I think it's interesting you talk about this shifting process. What what are some of the ways that we can kind of begin begin this shift? Yeah, well, I think the the first way, um, you know, that we we started this whole beautiful conversation was about getting quiet. You know, I always, you know, people want this like miraculous, you know, incredible fireworks kind of step, but there isn't. We get to get quiet. 
you know, we get to hear the stories that we're telling ourselves. And do they actually match your inner feeling? Because the, the first moment when I started to understand and getting quiet in my mind, you know, remembering that we think 70,000 thoughts every single day. So no wonder we're, you know, all over the place and we don't know which ones are ours and which ones are real, which ones we learned. So if we just start to just get quiet and present to what we're, we're thinking, you know, that is the, the first step is just to get really quiet, you know, and, and meditation does not have to be, you know, sitting crisscross applesauce with your, you know, legs and, and your hands mm -hmm. in a mudra, you know, it can be just being present to what you're doing, you know, being present, going, walking outside. I mean, I did a lot of, you know, walking outside, you know, I just feel very connected to nature. And that was a way just to be present to mm -hmm. what you're thinking. We have absolutely no idea sometimes what we're thinking. We get triggered. Mm -hmm. We, you know, we can feel it, but then, you know, making the connection between the emotions that we feel, everything is being revealed to us through our bodies. So if we're feeling, you know, like we have a headache or we feel indigestion, unless you've eaten some horrible, you know, a meatball sandwich or something, but, you know, is connected to what we're thinking. So getting quiet enough, being present with your body, being present with your thoughts, understanding what it is that you're thinking is the first step. And when, when we learn how to do that further on, we get to, we get to start, you know, releasing the energy that we've been holding in, in our, in our bodies. And, you know, it's, it's releasing, learning how to cut the cords from the past energetically is a, is a beautiful um, tool that I've used, um, energy cord cutting. Uh, so releasing the energy. And then, you know, I think the third kind of, you know, most important step is to actually sustain it. Like it's, it's easy to say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to get quiet and you do it for two weeks. And then it's like, why isn't anything happening? I mean, this is lifelong work. Mm, you know, yeah. we think, you know, I, I had a, somebody come into me. It's like, well, how long is this going to take? And it's like a lifetime, pretty much. <laughs> it's kind of, I, I kind of see it the way like whack-a-mole, you know, you think <laughs> that you've got them all down and then it's like, oh, there's something else. So it, it's a, it's a process. And, and I think that first is getting quiet, releasing the energy so that you can make room for what you actually want to attract and mm -hmm. then being committed, being impeccable to your word and doing this work every mm -hmm. single day. There is no way out. I mean, you can, you can go work with, you know, somebody who charges you, you know, $40,000 a session, but if you're not actually doing the work every single day yourself, it's not going to work. So getting, so the, the roundabout way of your question is to get quiet enough to hear your, what you're saying to yourself, being connected to your body, being present, releasing the energy, and then doing this work every single day. You don't have to spend, you know, all day doing it, you know, it can be just like, okay, 10 minutes. Like I started meditating when I first started, you know, by five minutes a day, because, you know, sitting I think it's chapter chapter four in my book is a really funny story is how I started my whole meditation practice. And I was just thinking the other day that for the past five years, I have meditated every single day, whether it's 10 minutes when I was really going through my whole healing work. Um, um, I, when I was going through my whole healing work, um, I started to meditate an hour and a half every single day. Mm. And that was a commitment. I mean, that's my personality because I am one that um, when I do something, I do it 199%. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. So yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. So, so much for sharing those. Um, and so, yeah, I think meditation, you know, getting quiet and really connecting to our bodies and ourselves and where things are showing up because the mind, mind can get in the way and the mind can, you know, make up stories or, you know, keep us distracted. And, you know, so when we start to quiet down that 
ourselves, we can quiet down the mind chatter and then we can truly listen. And, and so you, you mentioned cord cutting, um, Mm -hmm. as one, and I think that can be such a powerful process. Um, can you explain a little bit more about that and what that looks like in in your process? Mm -hmm. Yes. So, you know, remembering that when we have had an experience, when we have had, you know, a, a thought that we repeat over and over again, it creates energy in our body, right? So when we, when we do, when we use this tool, which is energy cord cutting, which I've been doing a lot of cutting, <laughs> cutting or releasing, it's, a, it's kind of a release tool. You kind of, you know, really get present in your mind. You think of, you know, a situation that creates the fruit or the trigger that we feel in present day, you know, so I'll just use an example in my, in my talk that I just did, that there was an instance that, that created the fruit of me being completely and utterly afraid of failure because I grew up with, this is all in my book, you know, that I grew up riding horses reluctantly and, you know, my mother was very um, judgmental of me. And if I didn't do well, then she would, you know, she would stonewall me. She wouldn't speak to me for three days. So this little child is I connected success with love, right? So, so what in my cord cutting, I would have somebody, you know, just kind of bring up a situation that happened to you as a child, you know, something that still causes a little bit of anger or, you know, anxiousness or guilt or whatever the low vibration energy um, emotion is. And you bring that up in your body and just really feel it in your body, feel where it shows up. Like it was always showing up to me in my solar plexus. So then I have them just imagine that they're holding, you know, a sword, you know, a beautiful golden sword or a pair of scissors. Some people actually can cut cords with feathers. I have not had success with feathers. I need to have a good, you know, sharp tool. (laughs) And then, and then you, you, you just envision that, that cord connected to wherever it shows up in your body. And then you see yourself, you know, and I do a countdown and I say, you know, and when I, when I count, when I get to one, you're going to see yourself actually in your, in your mind's eye, cutting that cord with the, with the sword or the scissor or feather. And it, it, I mean, I know it's like a, 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 you know, a visualization, but I tell you what it, because it, it's all, it's all in your mind, but it just gives this, gives you a sense that you have control over what it is that you want to hold on to. Mm-hmm. And it, and it, and sometimes, you know, it's not just going to be like one chord and you're done. You know, this is an over and over. I mean, I went, went through you know, weeks and weeks and weeks of cutting that same cord until I did not feel a trigger when I thought about it. You, does that make sense? So, so, yeah. you know, remember, you know, your thoughts create the emotions that you feel. So now if you, if you, um, if, if you have, um, you know, a sensation that, that keeps creeping up over and over again, um, you just keep going back until you don't feel that negative sensation again in your body. Root Healing is a team of Masoka Bwiti science, medical, and hospitality professionals committed to providing safe and effective holistic healing services with Iboga. They pair the profound traditional way of holding Bwiti ceremonies with Western medical practices to ensure a safe and transformative experience. At Root Healing, they are dedicated to helping you heal, let go of the past, and discover the truth of who you are. Their hope is that Iboga can end your healing journey so that you can focus on enjoying the gift of life and being fully present in it. The mission is led by the core values of tradition, safety, study, reciprocity, equitable access, and comprehensive care, which ensures professional, effective, ethical, and responsible healing. Root Healing offers traditional Bwiti Iboga retreats, Iboga detoxes, and specialized treatments in the locations of Sintra, Portugal, full-time, and Chiang Mai, Thailand, several times a year. Visit RootHealing.com to learn more, and you can see the link in our show notes for more details. 
And are you, I'm just curious, like, are you picturing being cut from the other person? Like, do you have to have an image in mind or a person that you're trying it to? Can, it can be, it can be a person. Um, it can be just kind of envisioning a situation that created that, that initial trigger, but it, it's, it's a, it's an energy and you can connect it to whatever, you know, I always was connecting it to my mother because, you know, that's where the, the experience was coming from. So I, I envisioned my, you know, my beautiful, lovely English mother um, with brown hair, brown curly hair and, you know, in her, in her little outfit that she would wear. And I connected the cord to her into my solar plexus because that's where I didn't feel the power, you know, our self power coming from. So my cord was always connected there because that's where I felt the, the trigger, the sensation, anytime I would feel fear or anytime I didn't feel loved and I would have to keep going back over and over again. And, and sometimes our seed or our root cords are pretty thick. So we have to keep, yeah. you know, going back and slicing them, <laughs> yeah. slicing that, slicing it through until, and now nothing scares me. Like I don't feel fear. I mean, if, if a bear was chasing me perhaps, but, hmm. um, but, uh, you know, things don't scare me anymore because I don't, cause I know that, 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 um, sensation, the story that I was telling myself isn't real. Right. Now, I, I, I think visualizations, especially for releasing energy, can be so powerful. Yes. Um, and you're right, it creates the space. And it's interesting to me, you know, I didn't even realize how clogged or, you know, stuffed my space was until that releasing process and, you know, mm -hmm. cord cutting and visualizing that letting yeah. go. And then I was like, oh, it's like I could even breathe deeper because I too tend to shove things in my solar plexus and in my gut. Thus, I've had a history mm -hmm. of digestive mm -hmm. issues. And even with go. all the, you know, the, the more physical treatments, like it wasn't until I really started doing kind of, like you said, this deeper energy healing that I was able to bring about that inner healer that we all have. Um, and I'm, I'm, and consistency is key and you're right. I it's, it's not glamorous. It's just like, I even schedule it in my planner. I mean, it's I otherwise I won't yes. do it. And I tell the women that, that I work with, I'm a holistic lifestyle coach and I'm like, put it in your planner. Like, if you know, you're going to forget and you like, mm -hmm. once the day starts and it kicks off, it's like, put it in your planner put yes. a little notification and it happens. And then eventually you may not need the reminder, but at it's, least it, it starts the, yes. the habit of it. It that's exactly, that's exactly what we're trying to do. We're, we're trying to create a new habit that sticks like everybody, you know, people have a, you know, sometimes a difficult time exercising on a regular mm -hmm. basis. I don't think about it at all. now. It's just part of my life. Like, I exercise four to five times a week. I just came back from a, a walk this morning, you know, and, and I don't have to think about it, but there, because it's in my, I, I've been, you know, working out for a hundred years, it feels like, but, um, <laughs> you know, but, but it's just like drinking more water. Um, you know, anything we, we have to do something consistently, not, you know, once every two weeks and think, you know, why, why isn't this working? Like I keep, I, you know, I even, um, before people, um, you know, come and work with me, I, I don't say, oh yeah, come on in. No, I have them do a test that I say, okay, I, what is one thing that you want to create in your life right now? And they'll say, oh, I just had a conversation this morning, but oh, well, I haven't been exercising. And I said, well, before I will work with you, I want to know that you can commit to one thing. So I have them do something for seven days. And I want to see whether they have the mm. ability to, and I've turned people away because this work doesn't work unless you are willing to do it every single day. It doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to go run a marathon every day, but just being able to create a new habit. I don't want to work with people. I mean, I'll work with anybody that wants to pay me, but um, I, I actually, I'm, I'm at a point now that I don't. Like I, you, I have to know that you're 100% committed 
to do the work and then I'll show you exactly how to do it. And mm -hmm. then, then it, then everything changes. Yeah. And then that actually becomes more rewarding for you and the person because they're, you know, you're working with someone who wants you and is empowered to make changes. And, yeah. and I think that, you know, that can create massive shifts for both of you. And, mm -hmm. and so, so I'm wondering um, if you could talk a little bit maybe more about some other tools that you offer people or write have, that you've um, talked mm -hmm. about in your book that can really mm -hmm. help people shift some of these ancestral patterns. Yes, yes, absolutely. So, you know, releasing, understanding the story. Um, but I think one, I mean, they're all really important. I hate, I hate to say that this is a really important, but this changed my life is when I started to change the relationship with my inner child, mm. like no 100% because I used to have the same, I used to parent myself. We all have inner ch 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 children. Um, and the way that we see our parents treating us is how we then speak to ourselves, and treat ourselves when we're adults and then we expect to have a different like feeling and result when we're still saying the same same things to ourselves over and over again so inner child healing i mean this is where you know one of the the places that really changed everything for me mm -hmm. because i started to really notice what i kept saying to myself and it was the same type of um, you know, vocabulary that my mother used to tell me, like whenever mm -hmm. I made a mistake, I'm like, oh my God, here we go again. What is wrong with you? You know, in, in chapter one of my book at the end, what I was trying to heal the majority of my life was what is wrong with you? You have a perfectly good horse. That is what I heard over and over again. Mm -hmm. So I took that as my identity and my adulthood and whenever I made a mistake or whenever, you know, something didn't work out or whatever, I would say, I would have that same inner language of God, what is wrong with you? Mm -hmm. I didn't say because I, I had, I don't ride anymore. Thank God. But I, um, I just had that same vocabulary. I was impatient with myself. I beat myself up all the time. And would you, you know, and then when I started to do this work, when I started to, you know, look myself in the mirror, you know, change that being really present to the vocabulary, how many of us, you know, when we make a mistake, we're like, oh my God, you're so stupid inner language, or what is that? Because it's, you know, how do you expect your inner child who the majority of us, the majority um, of us is being run by our inner child energy, which is the energy of past trauma and pain. So when you change your language, you get a different result. And, you know, reparenting, I call it, I, I can't remember what chapter it's in, I think it's in chapter six, um, where I, you know, I, I was so present of how I was speaking to myself. And that, you know, we think that that it, it really isn't, but that, and that's when I, I wrote that uh, book was in celebration let your inner golden sparkle shine, uh, that I changed my inner language. And that's part of self-love as well. Mm -hmm. So we, there's, there's many different steps, but the, but the reparenting changes the, the energy that we're holding, you know, in our bodies. So reparenting our inner child is another really, really important step. Yeah. And I'm, I'm wondering then after we've, you mentioned like releasing the energy with cord cutting and, and then the reparenting that's creating more and more space. And so it, I'm just curious, like, how does that then allude to manifesting? Cause that also is a part of your book as well. Mm -hmm. So just yeah. kind of walk us through that. Like we've done this releasing, we've done this reparenting. Yeah. How does that create this bigger shift into manifesting? Yeah, I love that. So I think how I would answer that is that I really believe, and this is my opinion, and but I I've, I've seen it over and over again, is that you know we're trying to, it, it, we're trying to manifest what we want with the pain from our past, mm -hmm. and there's no space 
kind of for it to come in. I mean, we can we can do it, you know, for a small period of time, but it is not sustainable until you remove all the 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 parts of what we want to let go of. So we can we can create the energy that is magnetic, that is positive, that is high vibration. You know, when we're when we're in that, you know, the 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 negative um, kind of Eeyore energy, you know, how how do you you're you've created a very low vibration. And it's so much more difficult to manifest in that energy rather than in joy, in happiness. And how do we get there is we change our thoughts. So it it's it is it is a it is a process and we get to remove it's it's almost like um I always love the analogy of the gold have you heard of the story of the golden Buddha mm-hmm. where the, the monks um you know the discover <laughs> the, the, the monks discover that the cemented Buddha that they're moving from one monastery to the next is actually gold underneath you know this is who we are we are all born with this this magnetic beautiful golden light energy and what happens through our um you know our childhood teenage and on up is we have the cement which is our you know limited thoughts covering our golden light so how would light shine out if it is being covered by you know the cement of our past Mm-hmm. So the more you chip away, the more you become the energy of what you want. And what I, what I tell people is if you want love, we have to feel it in our body. We have to love ourselves because love is, is the highest form of, of magnetic energy. If you want abundance, if you want, you know, it, it, people always think that, um, you know, abundance has everything to do with money. Well, it does. But you got to feel abundance in every area of your life in order to to attract it. That was a huge, um, you know, uh, that was a that was a huge um, healing story that I that I was revealed to me as well. Wow. That was uh, connected to another one of my seed stories that I didn't feel worthy enough to even attract it. So we've got to just kind of chip away at that um, energetic cement of what mm-hmm. we don't want to reveal this beautiful space of what actually comes, mm. what, it, it will come to us. And I'm living in that right now. I never thought I was worthy of love. I didn't, I didn't feel worthy of doing nice things for myself. I didn't feel worthy of investing, you know, money in myself, you know, only other people can do that. But now it's just like, no, that's so this is what's created this momentum is this really high, high energy. Mm-hmm. Does that, does that answer your question? I, is that- <laughs> oh, that yeah. was a beautiful. Yes. I love that story of the, the Buddha too. You mm. know, I've shared that with a lot of my clients as well, because it is, mm. it's just such a good depiction of how much we are really carrying around. And a lot of it is in ours, right? It's, mm-hmm. you know, from our ancestors to our childhood upbringing to, yeah. you know, what people have said to us over the years or those, you know, old stories that have been passed down. And so, but recognizing that we have the power to change it and it's really mm-hmm. all just energy, right? So when we chip away at that cement, that energy, we can release it and then feel that, you know, that love energy, that abundant energy and, and things really do start to flow. And so mm-hmm. I'm wondering if you can, yeah, just talk a little bit more about that, like tapping into that inner vibration, that inner mm-hmm. feeling of love, like how do you recommend like people really tapping into that and beginning that embodiment practice of that energy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I would have to say, you know, looking at your life. So we have so many different areas of our life. Is there one area in your life that you don't feel 100% as as if you, you know, into your potential, you know, if there's some, something that's off, you know, it could be, you know, love and relationships, it could be your health, it could be, um, you know, your business, financial security, whatever. And we start like uncovering 
you know, the stories that you have around that. And, you know, mine for sure. And, you know, going back to my, my husband, you know, he was, when I, when we got married 32 years ago, um, you know, he was there to match my need of where I was in my life. You know, I, I wanted security. I wanted you know, some a, 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 a partner who we could um, raise a family with, you know, so I want needed security back then. And he provided that he was a, an amazing provider. But I didn't realize that I needed the emotional part. And, you know, I, I, I literally started to understand that it would just, I mean, it was a match then. But then I started to grow. And he was not willing to, you know, to grow with me. Um, and so, so we, we kind of grew apart. I, I can't remember what, what was your question? <laughs> I always go off on these tangents and I can't remember what you said. What was your, your original question? That's okay. Yeah. I was just asking about how do we really embody that inner vibration and tap into that love and abundance and those, those yes. feelings after, yeah, moving yeah. through. That's right. Yeah. So, you, you, I think just see what area of your life is not 100% fulfilled. And I didn't believe in love. I didn't believe that I was receiving love. And so that it was, it was completely off. So I started to uncover that, you know, my, I started really getting into understanding, you know, the seven chakras and I started to really embody um, you know, healing my root chakra, which is the, the, the one chakra that holds the pain and trauma energy of our childhood. So I started to get into all that. And I, and it, it's, it's, it's really just not just, but it's a, it's a process of uncovering, you know, is there a place where you just know that there's more to you in that area? And I knew there was something more in in, you know, in, in that love relationship, um, we've been, we've been apart. My, my husband and I were now officially divorced for four years and now I've embodied love and I'm now in this incredibly fulfilling emotional relationship that I've always wanted. You know, I, I, cre I created that because I started to really, really love myself. So that's what I, you know, that's what I, I manifested but I think we, we just have to look at where do we feel off? Where do we feel off? You know, I had, a, I, have an, I had an off energy when about financial abundance. And these past two years, I have never, and, you know, I used to see my worthiness and my value with how much money I was making. And now it doesn't have anything to do with that now. I live this incredible incredibly abundant life. But yes, I have manifested the freedom um, that I've always wanted to be able to travel and to invest in myself and, you know, do whatever it is that, that I've wanted to do. So going back to that whole little quote is your inner energy is your magnet to the universe. And if it's off, and if you're feel blocked, start uncovering where you're holding those old limited stories that most likely are not yours. I love that. Um, and I, I'm love all the work that you are doing for, uh, for this planet, actually, I mean, for each person. Mm -hmm. So how do you truly like see the bigger picture of healing the world? I mean, yes, we heal ourselves individually and we extend that out to others. Kind of what's the macro vision for the work that you do? You know, I, I think it is teaching, for one, teaching women who, you know, perhaps are over the age of 50 and into that, that beautiful next chapter of their lives and having them really understand that the only energy in this world that is authentic is love mm -hmm. and is love for yourself. Because when you feel that, we can manifest whatever it is that we want. But I, I, I know that we as human beings, we, we really only um, are in about 40% of our true potential. 
because of these these limitations. And the more, and, you know, again, it, it seems so simple, but the more you connect to the energy of love, the more we become this incredible, incredible, powerful, energetic source. There is no magic pill, but the more I love myself, the more I'm able to spread that love to other people and make them spark that, you know, the energy within themselves. And love is, love is it. Like there is no other thing. It's not, but it's not love for other people. It's first love yourself so that people can, you know, start a chat. I mean, people stop me in the street. I mean, cause I have really cute outfits too, but, <laughs> but, um, but people like want to be around me because I feel this love and I want it to be, I want everybody to tap into that because we all have it within ourselves. Every single one of yeah. us has that love energy inside of us. Yeah. And, you know, if we choose, cause it's a choice, whether you want to, you know, go deeper and tap in, but we all have that. So my, my theory is that, you know, you do heal yourself to heal the world. Like you heal it so that other people can like see your light and see like, well, I mean, people say, well, I want, I want what you have. It's like, well, yeah. it's taken a long time yeah. to get here, yeah. but it's possible. And I want everybody to know that it is possible within mm -hmm. every single one of, I don't care who you are. No, yeah. it's not possible. Cause I didn't think it was possible. <laughs> but to also recognize that love isn't just an emotion, but it's an energy of yeah, consciousness. Yeah. And so that's what's being spread exponentially because it's not dependent on anybody else except our own inner self mm -hmm. our our soul. And it's coming from that deep place and it's energetic yeah. and it can spread yes. so far I and wide. Yes. And it, and in it, you know, I call these things, you know, in my book, I call it, call it, don't be a when and thener. you know, when I <laughs> have, you know, whatever it is that I'm, you know, wanting to manifest, then I'm going to be happy. And then I'm going to feel love. No, be mm -hmm. it along the journey. And then when you get there, it's like the most magnificent um, feeling along the journey you know it's not the destiny wait what is that it's not the um, it's a journey it's not, the, not a destination it's a journey not the destination <laughs> yeah um and yes and it is it is possible for every single one of us mm -hmm. we just got to chip away at why we're not feeling love mm -hmm. like why? we are we are the because, love yes and 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 it's in its podcast like yours of course be the love i love that because we've got to be it in mm -hmm. order to to attract whatever whether it's love whether it's abundance but it but the foundational energy um is that's in all of us is love we just don't yeah. realize that and, and when we become it whew, yeah, yeah. But to recognize that we do have to go through the the hard stuff as well. We can't just over jump over that to get to the love. You know, yeah. we there's a there's process. Yeah, but but I say to that too that we can love the things that we don't want. Absolutely. To. Yeah. And we can I am so happy that I had all these experiences because it actually allowed me to be in this place that I am right now. Like, oh my God, like you know, I read some of those stories. And I'm like, holy cow, look what you've gone through. Like, and here you are at age 60 <laughs> years old. Um, and, um, you know, so, so I think it's just such a beautiful power because that's why I think most people push things that they are feel uncomfortable away rather than like, I'm always like, bring it on, show mm -hmm. me what I need to heal. So, mm -hmm. you know, I have a really good relationship and a loving relationship with the things that I don't want now, rather than like, oh, God, here we go again. Why do I have to <laughs> push it away? You know, and the empty fillers that I call these. So empty fillers are, you know, what we look for on the outside to fill mm -hmm. temporarily, you know, inside. And, yeah. you know, I used to, um, you know, do shopping. I used to exercise way too much and my mm -hmm. body was breaking down. I, you, what did I, I did it all. I pretty mm -hmm. much, you know, I drank too much. I didn't eat enough to starve my butt, you know? So I did all that trying to think that that was going to make me feel the love for myself. 
And it mm-hmm. just is never going to come from that. Mm. Well, thank you so much for oh my gosh, thank sharing you. your it, what a lovely adventure you've been on in a journey. And uh, as we wrap it up, Sarah, can you tell our listeners where they can find you and anything yes. you're currently working on? Yeah, absolutely. So um, my website is Sarah S A R A H V V I E, meaning life, SarahV.com. Um, we are working right now, we're upgrading my website, but I have my books on there. I have what I, I do one-on-one, um, these beautiful abundance retreats in my home in Delaware. I also go to places like beautiful five-star, I was supposed to go to a five-star hotel down in Mexico to um, deliver one of my beautiful um, retreats down there, but they have there's a level four right now security alert. So they were postponing it for a couple months until the fear settles down there. But I have that. So that's kind of my vision is to take this work and really expand it to places all over the world. I have, I'm going to Egypt in September, bringing a retreat there. I love, I absolutely love working one-on-one and very intimate groups um, because I have, I have food that I've created for these retreats. It's my restorative cuisine. I have so many things going on in, in, mm-hmm. in my life right now, which is really fun. So CeraV.com, if my, I wish I'd known book, there's a, there's a beautiful portal that, that's books.saravi.com and it has beautiful gifts in there for everybody. There's some, some of my restorative uh, cuisine in there, you know, a whole uh, recipe book. There's also a quiz to see where we are um, blocked in our energy centers. And then there's my signature meditation um, that is in there as well. So if you go to CeraVee.com, you'll, you'll uh, put your email in and then you'll be, um, you'll be gifted all these beautiful little healing tools. Mm, that sounds amazing. We'll definitely yeah. put those links in the show notes. Yes, thank you. And, and Facebook as well. And then uh, Instagram is Sarah underscore V underscore LLC. So those are the you know two social media things. But I like meeting people in person. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Well, thank you, Sarah, for being here with us today and thank sharing you. this space to have this conscious conversation. Yeah, beautiful. Okay. And Stacy and I are excited about our upcoming Awaken Your Soul Costa Rica retreat on November 6th through the 12th, 2023. We would love to have you join us for a beautiful and vibration-raising experience. Check out the webpage with details and registration in the show notes. And thank you for listening to Be The Love Podcast. If you've enjoyed listening to our show, please share the love by sharing it with your family and friends, giving us a five-star written review on iTunes and Spotify, or liking us on Facebook. And please consider supporting our mission to awaken our souls with a monthly donation that really helps the operating costs of this podcast so we can continue to spread the love. To contribute, visit our Patreon website at patreon.com forward slash Be The Love Podcast. And stay tuned for more episodes being released on Mondays at 5.55 a.m. Mountain Time. Are you thinking of starting a podcast this year? Or perhaps you're a seasoned podcaster and you're looking for someone to take the podcast production off your plate. If so, we are currently taking on new clients and would love to be your production partner of choice. My name is Chelsea Weaver and I am the owner of Chelsea Weaver Podcasting. I offer podcast startup packages, audio and video editing, plus show notes, graphics, and reels. So consider us a one-stop shop for all your podcast needs. A little bit about me, I have over five plus years of experience in audio and video production. I am an army veteran who served in Afghanistan during Operation Enduring Freedom. I partner with other female veterans who are also experienced in podcast production and social media services. We'd love to chat with you about your podcasting and social media needs and can be reached at chelseaweaverpodcasting.com. That's C-H-E-L-S-E-A-W-E-A-V-E-R podcasting.com.
Thank you, Heatherlyn, for providing us with your beautiful song to accompany our show, Be the Love. If you would like to learn more about Heatherlyn and her music, please visit her website at heatherlynmusic.com. And thank you, Christy Grace at Leading Edge Productions for the beautiful design and graphic. And thank you for tuning in. And until next time, we are souls on the journey to align to our divine purpose and shine our lights. So keep on shining. <laughs>